to down your unders. Down your unders. Review and dissection of content from some of the sharpest minds in the game. Hosted by Adam Camilleri. Art of War. Down Under. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to this episode 53 of the Art of War Down Under podcast. My name is always is Adam Camilleri. I am joined for his fourth entry into the annals of uh, this long-standing now, it's a year old now, long-standing 40k podcast. Uh, Peter the Falcon is here to do another stats episode with us, the fourth of its name. How you doing, brother? Kaka, doing great, man. Um, well, doing as good as I can. Living, living my mediocre best life, as it were. <laughs> nice, man. Uh, yes, we, we're going to do another stats episode, baby. It has, it's been 12 weeks or 12 episodes it's been a since while. we did our last... Yeah, since we did our last one. Our last one was done just post Drakari, yeah. and now we're going to be doing one, essentially, was it three weeks post Admech? Yeah, about a month and a little bit post Admech. We've had yeah, we've oh, had sorry. about five weeks, six weeks of Admech stats now. Yeah, and it's going to be just after Sisters as well, but just before Orcs. So it's going to be interesting to see this little yeah. snapshot what we've got sitting right here. We can go back to this and see where things are standing. But for those of you who don't know what the Out of War Down Under is for whatever reason, this is a two-part podcast. First part curated lovingly by myself and the good man Seamus Ronan, my editor for public consumption, goes out at 4 a.m. or as a 5 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on Tuesday mornings. And then the other part can be found over at the uh, artofwar40k.com or upon Art of War Down Under on Patreon. If you look us up there, you get the second half of this one, which for this one will be me and Pete answering a swathe of listener questions regarding statistics and thoughts on the current oh, metagame. No. I know it's going to be hell. In addition to me and Pete just waxing lyrical about how we think things are progressing at the moment, um, but this is a very special episode. We do these every, you know, we do these every uh, three months, four months when we think there's been a significant meta shift. Um, I hit Pete up and say, "Oi, come on, let's talk some stuff," and we update a living ever-evolving faction ladder um, for Warhammer 40k. And this is purely competitive based on the stats that Peter is lovingly able to gather and also lovingly provided by Joshua Diffie and the others over at Best Coast Pairings. But my man, we always open this talking about um, the the current subset, the current data set. But first, mm -hmm. is there anything you'd like to plug? Um, I guess the big thing we should be plugging right now um, is Charity Hammer. Charity Hammer, um, as of... Where, well, we're currently recording. It's going to be happening in about a week and a half, almost two weeks. Um, down in Seattle, Colin Sherman and the Biff Pod guys host every year, uh, minus the COVID year, um, a big um, who's who event where they gather streamers and uh, players from around North America and the world when they can. Um, obviously, this year, a little harder to get people from around the world to show up. Um, where we kind of go out, we play 40K, we stream it, um, all for charity, for the Child's Play charity, um, which has now gone international. I know in previous years mm. we've had some people say, you know, hey, I would love to donate, but I like it's weird that we're do donating to a yeah. charity that's, you know, North America or US-based only. Um, but Child's Play has moved itself to uh, outside of the US borders. Um, it's just a great charity that's, you know, supports children. It supports families in need. Mm. Um you know, gives them toys and games and things to kind of brighten their moods. Um, as someone that had um, a very, very sick child um, of myself at one point, um, organizations like Child's Play um, in Canada, in particular, it's Ronald McDonald House. They have um, had they had a major impact on my life um, and the life of my children, and keeping like keeping our moods up when things like this happen. So it's a cause that's really close to my heart. 
Um, and I'm really, really excited that I get to go. It was, you know, hit or miss because of COVID as to if I'd be able to attend. I've gotten all the necessary approvals. I've got all the shots and things I need to be able to travel. Um, so I know that myself and a few other of my Canadian brothers are going to be uh, traveling down to participate. Yeah. And um, I, and you're going to be stream hosting. And it's going to be so exciting. And I really wish you could come live like we did last time because mm-hmm. I always love seeing you in person, brother. But um, I'm really, really excited just to get to touch people again um, that love this game as much as I do. Absolutely. And every year when Charity Harbor comes around, I'm always a massive advocate for any good uh, us as a community can do and put out there into the world. And I think this is a great endeavor. I mean, I don't want to, don't want to say that, you know, stuff like what we do has been instigated. That's enabled uh, an organization like Child's Play to extend past the US borders. But certainly stuff like this will only help it to grow and to maybe get to your nation. And maybe when it does, and should someone in your family ever need it, you can know that you had a part to play in bringing it and uh, helping it to do whatever it does. So I always think it's an incredible thing we're able to provide. It's very close to home as well. The whole uh, mantra of Child's Play is to help families and especially sick children in treatment who you mm-hmm. know, may not be comfortable going through possibly a very horrible time of their lives bring some joy to their lives, computer games, games, card games, whatever that may be, things to entertain them, keep them safe, keep them comfortable, keep them happy. So yeah, any good we can do as a community, I think should be wholeheartedly endorsed and I wholeheartedly endorse Charity Hammer every damn year. And there's a huge raffle, huge raffle every year. Massive stuff going away. Like, it's not like you're just giving, yeah. yeah. You're getting the chance to get some incredible freaking armies. What's it? If there was a gold like painted Necron army, full sized, full two thousand yep. point uh, top tier gold painted Necron army that went up last year. Yep. And um, stuff of that is what you can get. Stuff of that caliber, stuff of that ilk. You know, full battalion size stuff. You know, new in box items of a range, a variety of different um, product lines. Yeah, get involved. I believe like the Beast Snagger box is going to be going out this year. So if you missed out on the limited Serious? edition, I'm pretty sure we got a copy. I'm, that is amazing. The big thing, like I'm donating a, a, a very, it cost me many monies, but I've never used him, a professionally painted um, Knight Megara um, that wow. is absolutely gorgeous. And I bought him and he sat on my shelf for over a year and I was just like, I'm never going to use this guy. Why not give it, just give it away. So like, there's lots of amazing, amazing things that are going up. Um, the, the, and, uh, if you want to donate, um, product or anything like that, feel free to contact Colin Sherman or Mitch mm. Pelham or Chuck Arnett from the BiffPod network. Um, and I'm sure they will gladly take anything you wish to like donate to help to the cause. Absolutely right. All right, my man, let's get over and jump into the content for today. I'm going to run us down our, where our faction ladder sat. The last time we ran through, AG just post Drakari and the mm-hmm. last kind of their inroads into the competitive scene. Um, and so I'm going to run down. We, we do this by a four-tier system, starting off with the C-tier, B-tier, A-tier, S-tier, being the obvious standouts, the most likely things to win. But are you able to break down for people you know, what these tiers mean and you know, what when someone is in that tier, what it means for their prospects? Sure. So um, generally S-tier, this is your factions, uh, faction or factions, um, that are performing at the highest level, they'll either have very high win rates or um, very high T-whip or both, um, like and T-whip tournaments and winning position, the, the cha- like the percentage of uh, factions that get to the final table of an event or get to at least to round five without suffering a loss. Um, generally a very good indicator of how good an army is is how frequently they're capable of doing that. Um, so your S-tier is like, these are the guys that do it all the time. Like if you see them in, at the top table in an event, 
Uh, sometimes you just want to roll your eyes because you know, okay, yeah, this is these are the guys that are just going to do it. Their power level is is just a little bit above everybody else's. Well over nine thousand. Well over nine thousand. Yeah, well over. Uh, a tier. These are factions that definitely have the potential to win. Um, usually, pretty decent win rates uh, in that fifty to just above fiftieth percentile, um, or like their T whip is is very representative of how they play. So, if three percent of the armies in the game are orcs and they have a three percent T whip. Um, and you know they've won a couple of GTs recently. Like usually, that's a that's a sign of an A tier army. It's an army that definitely has the ability to win an event. Um, they perform above average. Um, mm. B tier armies. These are kind of the like mid to low to low. Like they um, they're not winning very much if they're winning anything at all. Um, they may have one particular build that does okay. Yeah. In the hands of like a very very skilled player, they 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 can do stuff. But yeah. like you're talking about something like you know Richard Siegler taking Tau, like that's kind of like your B tier army where there might be one other person that's capable of doing it. Anybody else that's doing it, like don't expect greatness out of this army. <laughs> yeah. just, they they have a hard time across the board, low to middling win rates in like the mid forties or low forties really. Mm. Um, just they just struggle across the board. Exactly right. And what's our lowly C tiers like? C tiers, these are armies that just can't. Like they, mm. you know, win rates in the 30th percentile, really no uh, representation on those top tables. Yeah. Maybe once in a blue moon at a small GT, you'll see them, they'll see them pop something because they had the right matchups. But these yep. are armies that are struggling and need need some help. Now, I do want to put the caveat out there. When we talk about these things, uh, we're talking about pretty much mono builds. Uh, we yeah. will put caveats in when we talk about soup, whether that puts them above or below wherever they're graded as mono. Uh, so please take that in context. When we say like guard is a, a, a XYZ tier, that doesn't mean that, you know, scions plus custodes can't be XYZ. Scion, exactly. You know, manticores plus knights, etc. Um, let's always take that in context. So just going to reel off where we sat last time. Starting off in our C tier, we have Tau, Grey Knights, uh, Astra Militarum or Guard, Imperial Fists, Ultramarines, interesting one there, mm-hmm. uh, T-Suns, Chaos Space Marines, and Gene Stealer Cult. Um, now, I automatically, I also, I just think Ultras are not going to be in CTR. For sure. When we talked, we talked about, about that when we talked about, yeah. when we did this last time, I, I specifically called out, like, because Ultramarines, I think, had the lowest win rate of any faction when we were doing it. Yes. And, and we I talked s- about they are one of the most numerously taken factions, and exactly. that may be an issue. But sorry, keep going, mate. And I and I'd mentioned because we had we really hadn't seen we had only just started to see the Drakari mention uh, menace. I believe yep. I specifically and you and you agreed called out like Ultramarines had a couple builds, yeah, um, that definitely could shine into Drakari, and we did see that over the last couple of months. We saw we saw the Ultra Meme list come out um, uh, via yeah, John the, Lennon. The, the six dread list with the Invictors, yeah, yeah, that list has definitely done a lot of work. Um, it's starting to sl- slow down again. We'll get to that, yeah. but um, it's a definitely a list that that ha- that really knocked them out of that seat. And and it's something you have to expect. Ultramarines are a reliable faction that has a lot that have a lot of good stratagems. Exactly, very well rounded. Yep. So like, it's just who's playing them, and it's often mm. the case with most Marines, right? Because Marines um, at a, in a competitive level. Generally, people will just play the the color of marine that's best at the time. So anyway. exactly right. All right, into our B tier, we have the the majority of the marines of the Astartes. We have Blood Angels, Raven Guard, Death Watch, Space Wolves, White Scar, Salamanders, Craftworld Eldar, Tyranids, mm-hmm. Renegade Knights, and Imperial Knights. Now, I wouldn't be surprised to see some shifts in some of those, um, yep. uh, like um, possibly Blood Angels going up or down. White Scars probably staying about where they are. Salamanders may be a dark horse as well. Um, 
But interesting to see both the knights solidly in the B tier. Do we usually categorize B tier armies as gatekeepers, or are they more A tiers or C tiers? What do you reckon? Usually, for me, a, 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 a knight arm, a gate gatekeeper army is a B tier army in my Same, eyes. Yeah, yeah, um, upper B for me. One thing we one thing that we did miss, and uh, like we'll talk about it now. I won't talk about it when we go through these because it's gone now. Um, there was a period right after we did this uh, last time where mm-hmm. uh, renegade knights went on a tear for one Absolutely. particular build. Right, it Savage. wasn't mono. It wasn't mono, so that so that's another nah. problem. But uh, that Mortarian and a bunch of um, Chaos uh, Armagers, yeah, um, that, mm. that thing did a lot of work, um, and it yeah. made uh, it made mixed knights, mixed renegade knights, like the second best faction for a long time, besides Drakari. Um, <sighs> but they've lost yeah. out. So, and that was directly because of their play into Drakari, wasn't it? It was. It was the well. They're playing to everything. It was a list that tabled everybody, but they lost mm. out because Mortarian no longer getting warp time really exactly. destroyed like a, yeah. a key component of that list. Because he went from being an, the aggressive element, the thing gets in your face and disrupts your lines, to having to play linebacker, having to play yep. defense, and then it yep. just it, the list didn't function. No, because um, then you just killed all the Moraxes and it didn't matter. And you just lol whatever. Yeah. Um, all right, into A tier we have orcs. Very interesting to see where orcs are next time. That's why mm-hmm. I wanted to do this now, pre-orcs. Uh, we have Death Guard, Necrons, Chaos Demons, Black Templars, Iron Hands, Admech, Custodes, Harlequins. And we had Harlequins listed as a tweener. They, yeah. Their win rate was in such a state that they were sitting between the A and the S. Yep. And it was really going to really interesting to see where they are now. But interesting, we already know Admech's probably going to change there. Templars may have changed there. Necrons may have changed there, as well as Demons may have changed there. I think and we know most orcs. of the things changed here. There's only Dude, one or two that are going to stay exactly the same. Exactly right. A tier is where we're going to see a lot of shifts at the moment, I think. And then to round things out, our STR, as of last time, three months ago sisters drakari dark angels um i honestly expect dark angels to have dropped off and we'll, yep. we'll talk about that when we get yep. to it but we'll apart from that it. i would not be surprised if the other two remain the same it'll um, be close it'll be close yeah all right dude um why don't we jump into it We're, <laughs> let's let's get this party started people probably waited long enough where are we sit, sitting with our um our c our c tier what okay. we got there so let's take a quick look what i'm going to do so we missed out on uh, on the Drukari meta. So the Drukari meta, I had about 20, uh, I had about uh, 12,000 games worth of Drukari stuff. Yep. Um, we kind of skipped it. I'm not going to talk about it because it's over. So Drukari, like Drukari still exists and are still extraordinarily strong. Admech compl- uh, changed the meta so much that I just want to focus on where we're at in the last six, seven weeks since Admech has been available to play. Um, mm-hmm. So we're looking at about 5,000 games worth of data. Um, I do have another like uh, twenty thousand uh, RTT slash practice games worth of data yep. uh, that I can fall back on, um, but this is what we'll be using for this for this particular one. Mm. Five thousand so, is kind of my minimum for, for yeah. Like, this is where a stable stable you, system you, is minus one or you two say factions. You, you, Usually, you, your anecdote about this is usually saying like five thousand is the minimum before I'll start to draw any conclusions. Yeah. Usually, you prefer to see fifteen thousand, seventeen thousand plus before you start looking for patterns, looking for things. Yeah. Um. But look, we don't need. You, you wouldn't need many more than five thousand to know that Admech is a problem. But we're not gonna. We're gonna try and not doom and gloom this as much as possible. But we are gonna try and give you guys the facts. This is we're, This is purely off win percentage, guys. By the way, this isn't gut feels. This isn't gut checks or like oh, but I know X. X I know Siegel plays Tau, so Tau can't be CT, etc. Etc. None yeah. of that crap. Purely percentages. What does the data say? What's first yeah. up in C tier? Okay, so um, let's do this a different way, if you don't mind. Um, there's just one second. I actually have to change something. I just noticed a little error in one of my files, and I and oh, if I I'm don't cor- if I don't correct it now, like it won't change anything for you. 
But if I don't correct it now, I'll I'm just it. outraged. You want to you want to change my format? What's that? What's what? Huh? Well, I think we did this last time because every other yeah. time I forget factions. Like the first two times, I was like, at the end, I was like, oh yeah, gene stealer cults still exist. I guess I should talk. About yeah. Um, so um, so let's try to. So you want to do C tier? Okay. Let's yeah. see if I can yeah, do start this. Start at the bottom. Let's see if I can do this. So C tier for me right now, looking at the stats, um, we're looking at gene stealer cults, absolute C tier. Um, post Admech, even during Drukari, like yeah. they've had they've had flashes of okayness where we thought maybe they're coming back. Um, but Gene Stiller cults have had the worst win right now for about four uh, about three and a half months, basically since we did that article. We did the yeah, last and, one, and, and it's an interesting thing. It's just because they were so horrifically bad into mecked up um, Drukari, right? Yeah, cool. they're terrible. You, you got, they're terrible. You, you, period. <laughs> and, then, and then you give them an army. You, you make the best army in the game, like directly counter everything they do, yeah. other than deep strike, um, yep. and they just get worse. So, like post Admech, they're at a twenty eight percent win rate. If you go post Drukari, uh, where we actually have like a significant amount of games for them, um, they're still only at like a thirty four, um, mm. like zero T whip. Um, their average first round loss um, is uh, one point four. Um, so really only a couple, only, I think one other faction that has, uh, two other factions have worse average first round losses. Mm. Um, and we'll get into those shortly as well. I'm quite sure. Uh, but just like absolutely not, not capable. Not (laughs) even there. Yeah. Can't even swing a bunch at the moment. Wow. Mm. That's, that's rough, rough day at the office for him. Yeah. So Gene Steeler cults, hundred percent C tier, no doubt about it. Um, next up Raven guard. Raven Guard have kind of become, and by kinda, I mean they have the worst Marine faction. Um, there you go. They they drop down. People really stopped with the Born Heroes whirlwind of rage shenanigan. The yep. people that kept it up, um, it just doesn't compete anymore for a lot of reasons. Uh, power fists when you're doing when mm. everybody's taking damage reduction. Just yeah. don't don't feel good anymore. And 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 the the same deal when when you're punching a witch, you're punching a a freaking a a ranger why does your you know super high damage rend and dam and and strength matter it doesn't matter at all like exactly. have a power sword and their big thing is sniping sniping hasn't been good until maybe now maybe but, now it's about, yeah yeah but i think i don't think like i would say i don't think the bonus you get from sniping from raven guard is worth it when you can just <laughs> take like well, this snipers from somebody else but anyway uh, yeah, and, so, and in saying that, what you're going to take a a big unit of, of eliminators and maybe kill a 45 point marshal? Yeah, I mean that guy's that guy's important. That guy is hella important sure. to that army. But still, he's not much. You're not no. taking. You're not removing much. Maybe you're taking um, the relic, yeah. the relic gun, one of the two relic guns. I don't yeah. know. Like, like I'm sure there's a build there that somebody's going to be like, "Ooh, I don't like it." But Raven Guard in general, um, they have moved to being the worst. And I know John Lennon will be very happy because he had been telling me um, for like a good month while he was prepping this Ultramarine list um, that he had to make sure that Raven Guard became the worst Marine faction. So if any of you guys listen, listening to fans <laughs> of Raven Guard, know that this is all John Lennon's John's fault. fault. Yeah. Um, and nobody else. It is not your yeah. fault for playing them poorly. It is his fault because he, um, he needed he to did, see them da- go down. He did this to you. He did this right, to what's you. What's next? <laughs> um, next up is going to be uh, C tier, the Grey Knights. Um, uh, still in that spot. There's this weird thing that happens occasionally, and I hear it like once a month, where somebody will say, man, Grey Knights counter the meta hard. 
Um, and then I have never seen it happen in like six months. <laughs> yeah. But all the time. And, well, and it's uh, smart people too. Like I remember uh, yeah. for, like, for months and months, the Art of War guys were big on Granites. They were like, man, they counter this list and that list. The problem is they only counter that. And then there's like, you, you still have five other lists you have to beat in an event. And they don't. My issue, they, my issue with them, and this, I think this is it. They do counter. They they got the right offensive profiles, the right strats, and the right uh, powers, and all that stuff. And if you're a good player and you can layer them all at the right time, right place, everything everything goes perfect. You dumpster everybody. If you ever, and the instant you ever get forced into a trade war, you lose the game every yeah. single time. You never trade up ever, and it exactly. sucks so hard. And then you have things like as as and so when you have their army, their army is an efficiency based army. And they mm-hmm. always play into what? Well, well, sorry, and they're only an efficiency-based army because you don't get value. You're not getting cheap and plethora of cheap units. You get, and then you go into these value armies, Drakari Admech, that are just value. Everything they take has value attached to it, inbuilt into it, or added onto it. You can't compete. You can't mm-hmm. compete um, because anytime a single thing goes wrong, you lose the game, and it's just it's just not a fair comparison. But yeah, I I totally agree with that. Um, next up we have, I'm just looking at the oldest to make sure I'm not, not going way off the rails here on you. Um, next up, we're going to have, who else have we not talked about? (laughs) Crimson Fist don't matter. Nobody plays them. Imperial Fists are still down there, guys. Don't, don't play Imperial Fists unless you love them Uh, with with your heart of hearts. They're just so bad. Um, I don't have anything more to say than they're just. I don't have anything to say. Take nine. Take nine suppressors is my only tip. If you're going to do it, do it. <laughs> take that and uh, and and you know live your best life. But it's probably yep. not worth it. Um, next up for that uh, is, is, now here's one, and it hurts me to say it, but Blood Angels. Ooh, interesting. So, I thought they, dude. I actually thought they may have gone up. They may have stayed the same. I didn't see them dropping. That's interesting. Tell us so, why. So. Blood Angels just really do not like Drakari. That's true. And their game into Admech is uh, frequently, I'm going to put my head down, I'm going to ABC, and and then <laughs> if, I, if I bounce, I've just straight up lost this game. Yeah. Um, and what we've seen, um, you know, post-Drakari, particularly post-Admech, is that um, Blood Angels have just dropped right off. And it's not going to get better with Orcs, guys. I'm going to tell you that right now. Um, yes. But their average first-round loss now is a 1.34. So that's, is that second lowest or lowest? Um, that is the second lowest behind Ravenguard. Wow. Ravenguard at 1.2. Wow. Jeez. Um, so, like... They're struggling real bad. If you look at uh, from like a post Jukari perspective, it's not a whole lot better. Basically, their only champion right now at a GT level is Junior of Leahy. And he's an excellent player, and maybe he's cracked the code. Um, Mm -hmm. Jack Harpster was running a really awesome list that did well in an RTT, um, but it was very one dimensional and I'm not, and I'm not sure like your average player can play it. I'm not even sure Jack can play it after watching him play it. Uh, but like, it's a hard, it's, they're in a really bad place because there's so much damage reduction. Um, their best unit went up in points. Um, yeah. their second best unit went up in points. Yep. They, they lot, they had Dante go down, which is great. But then the sanguinary uh, sanguinary priest also went up in points. So you have three yes. the three units you take: yep. vanguard vets, sanguinary guard, and the sanguinary ancient. All sanguinary. went up in points. Yep. Um, yep. And plasma scepters, which were something they still could take um, even after the first round of point nerfs, also go up. Legit. 
We didn't we didn't talk about this much when it happened the points increases but they got hit pretty much worse than everybody else. Yeah, like they're like kind almost of almost worst. Basically their core list that had been functioning decently well for them went up about 200 points. Yeah. Um which yeah. is crazy uh, for an army that like and it was very much a 6 months too late thing, right? Mm. Where the, like these were units that probably needed these points adjustments if you considered the balance well, in January. They were sitting like White Scars was preeminent post post uh, Space Marines Codex. They were the best, no, hands down, even in the stats. They were the only STR one until Dark Angels dropped. Mm-hmm. Um, but in that time, bef- between you know the, the Space Marine Codex and Dark Angels, Blood Angels was like second, third best. Marine yeah, they faction. came out, and well, there was also you know Tabletop Titans came out and said they were the best. Um, yeah, uh, Las Vegas Nopen. Uh, a lot of people wanted to play them, but the mm. thing was, was they were too straightforward. And I mentioned this actually when exactly. the codex dropped. Right, yep. like they're you don't very go straightforward into it. army. You- you don't go into a shark tank like the Nopin playing something everybody knows how to play against. Yeah, because like you have no tricks. You're tr- yeah. uh, and so you're just like I'm gonna come smash your face, but but if you have a trick, I, I'm I'm dead. Um, yeah. So it, it really sucked for them. I'm really and hopeful they get dude, something someday soon because orcs don't make this better. That's spot on. That's spot on for why that they can't hang with Jakari and Admech. Same reasons. Those yeah. guys play efficient, you know, value based armies, and they have jank on top. So yeah. much jank on top. They have so much jank. Uh, Blood Angels need to be able to crack the Raiders, and they don't have the shooting to do it in most of the lists. Yeah. And if you to take the shooting, like their shooting is the worst of the Space Marine factions, right? We talked about this kind uh, yeah. of earlier and on you, the Thursday you're just, show. You're just watering down what you are as a Blood Angel. Like, yeah. oh, cool. I'm so taking it, what you're taking Redemptors, um, Eradicators, Inceptors, and um, whatever else to try yeah. and crack them. And you're just like, wow, I just. I just wasted being a blood angel. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah. and then you top this off with everybody getting transhuman. Um, mm. So you're like, your chapter tactic becomes most oh, absolutely. Oh, like how, so bad, much. How, how bad do you feel having an incarmine ax going into transhuman like ranges? You're just like, Oh, sweet Jesus. I played a game I against New Orcs. I was, and, I was like wounding you on twos with my fists. And now I'm yeah. paying all these points for this ax that does nothing. I played a game yesterday against New Orcs and it felt so bad because like it was, it was a, there was a snake bite de- detachment everything's now wounding on fours when in the past yeah. would have been threes or twos. Yep. Um, and then so much stuff has damage reduction between like ramshackle and, and all these dreads and stuff. And like sanguinary guard are all damaged too. It's, it's just mm. a bad, I, I don't want to complain too much, but I am a blood angel player. It's one of my armies and I feel like they need some help, but I'm yeah, I agree. like blood angels right now. And I would love to be proven wrong guys. So please, for the love of God, prove me wrong. But I think they're just in a real bad spot. Uh, all right. What's next. Okay. Uh, Thousand Suns, still a C-tier army. I'm hoping that changes with their codex coming very shortly. Um, they have same, a 44% win that. rate, which is decent. Um, but oh, that uh, 44% geez, yeah. win rate is off of is mostly off of mixed lists. They've had yeah. a couple guys go like 4-1 uh, recently, but they they were like um, submarines for the most part, where they won mm. like their first game, or lost their first game, and then kind of got to, to coast. Uh, Josh Jen, uh, or Jenny, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. It's very simple to look at. I probably screwed it up anyway. <laughs> out of Nevada. Loves his T-Sons. He's been doing some work with them, so maybe there's a shot there. Um, but I would still keep them in C-tier for now. Yep. Um, and uh, lastly, Guard. Guard are still, no, as a mono yeah, faction, the average first-round loss of 1.5. Um, never mm. hit T-Whip uh, in their entire lives. Uh, wow. Wow. Like they just, they're incapable. I guess that's not true. They've never hit it mono faction. Um, so I'll, I'll be explicit there. Um, but yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, 
Yeah, interesting. Interesting. In this, just encapsulating the seat here, we have uh, Gene Steelcult, Raven Guard, uh, Grey Knights, Imperial Fist, Blood Angels, T Suns, and Guard. Um, now, Grey Knights and T Suns are the ones to watch there because by the time we do the next one of these in the next, uh, you know, two or three months, they most likely have codexes, and so yes. we will have some legitimate data I'm to really show that where those be. I'm hoping they're both A tiers. Like, I don't want to see any more S tier armies. Like, and you- I should. No more S tier armies. No more. They shouldn't. Please, they shouldn't miss, exist anyway. Please stop. Uh, GW. Yeah. Also, I'm going to add. I'm going to toss Renegade Knights into C tier again. They've, wow, they've okay. fallen off so hard. They haven't. I just noticed their average first round loss post Admech is 1.21. So it's actually like Whoa. the second worst after Raven Guard. Um, if and you look in the Drakari because, world, sorry, go. I was just going to say in the Drakari world, um, if you remove uh, the events, if you only do events post uh, Mortarian FAQ, um, they're just they struggle, especially monofaction. Monofaction knights, which we we try to do this mostly monofaction. Um, Renegade knights, they've never um, in the last uh, two and a half months, they've n- never made it to round three without a loss. Wow, never wow. once. Wow, that's that's same that's with Raven Guard. Them and Raven Guard and Jinx Duel Cults. The only three factions. What a what a fall from grace! What a single that's got to be one of the biggest single meta hits um, that a faction's taken. Going from being like essentially you said like one of the second second most winning factions, you know, during yep. the Drakari era of a couple the couple of months Drakari era to going to being literally one of the worst yep. uh, is phenomenal. And, and that's that's, big, that's, that's and, off the back of what Rangers and Vanguard do to them, right? Yeah, like Rangers, like, Admech in general, uh, you know, Balistari wreck their day. Drakari mm. don't even give a crap anymore now that they don't have to worry about. Like the mixed scenario, all the raiders, yeah, all the raiders yeah. and stuff. That because people have dropped raiders wholesale as well, so they're just more MSUing around that stuff. There's just like, like the top factions and the guys and the stuff that's skewed to deal with Drukari, uh, they skewed towards you know killing toughness six models, uh, vehicles in particular, um, and they they're ignoring a damage because it's mostly dreadnought spam and stuff like that. Um, another big thing if you, when we go into like the A, the A and B tier stuff. Like Ultramarines and Death Watch relying so heavily now on Seal of Oath and on um, uh, oh, the Tome of Ectoclades. Um, so if you're running Armager, Armager Spam, which is like the kind of list right now for Renegade Knights, there's a turn where if you have anything out in the open, it's probably all dead. Yeah. Right? Yep. So. Yeah. Um, anyway. I've, I've, I've coined the phrase that, you know, the standard Atomic build kills everything it can see every turn. Yeah. Um, every single turn, everything that can be seen is removed. Uh, all right, moving on. What's next? Let's go to the B tier. Let's go to B tier. So, did I talk about Tau? No, you didn't. So we're gonna Are put Tau. We're gonna put Tau in the B tier. Oh, spicy! I think Tau players rejoice. They will be rejoicing. So their average first round loss is still terrible at a one point four. Their win yep. rate still terrible, thirty seven percent. But, but they actually have. T-whip. They actually have somebody, more than one person, that have gotten to round five without a loss. Oh, okay. Since. Yeah, because as soon as you said the first two numbers, I was like, what the hell are you doing putting them in B? They're like the bottom of C. But they've actually hit T-whip. So that, hit that, T-whip. Does ca- that counts as a lot, man. That counts for a lot. Yeah, so here's the thing. I think this is kind of the example of an army um, where it's not like C-tier, where you have to you have to have luck. Um mm. What we've seen, what I've seen um, post-Jukari, but uh, into Admech, right? We saw Siegler running a list that did pretty good at the ACO. Uh, really, ben really ne- well. Yeah. Ben Neal, um, uh, top, top tabling an event with a similar but different list. Um, other players have been picking up on this list and, and doing this kind of 4-1 business. Mm-hmm. 
it ha- they have the potential to win a small event and they yeah. and they they definitely ha- are going to mess up somebody's day um that thinks they're going to win right there's going to be somebody that's going to go to an event and be like oh i'm just playing against tau and then get shocked when when you know the remoras yeah. go off and do a bunch of mortal yep. wounds and yep, yep, yep. so they move shoot move they're super riptide and you can never it essentially functions as a manticore yeah I will yeah. say that ninety percent of the time you're going to look at your Tau opponent and be like, "Okay, I get my." Well, win. that's the thing, dude. A lot of people have forgotten what that bad touch feels like. Yeah. So I think there actually is a thing saying like Tau players have an advantage simply because people have accepted they're bad rather than having it proved yeah. to them or put in the legwork to learn how to um, pick them apart. So I'm putting this as like the lowest B tier possible. Like, if I well, ever do, do another episode, the lowest B tier possible. There's the potential for them <laughs> to win. You have to play so well. Um, very specific people are going to do it. This is yeah. This is where we're and look. At. We would say the same for any C tiers. If any of the C tier guys had legitimate T whip opportunities or had listed legitimate results, um, yeah. Since in, in this data set, they would be the same same yeah. spot. All right, who's next in B? Um, next in B, where were we at? Let's uh, where am I at here? Who haven't we talked about? Um, <laughs> I don't really want to put them there, but I mean they kind of are now, and it's really if they are, they're that. If they are, they're okay. Uh, I think Necrons are a B tier army now. Uh yeah, yeah. Oh, why? But yeah, I agree. Forty-three percent win rate. Um, mm. they do have T whip. They've uh, they did. They've have two actually. They've had one guy get to round five an event before he took his first loss. Um, nice. And then we had Dick Vanderharst. Um, this just this wonderful. Last weekend. What a freaking name! Yeah, what a name! Won the Alliance Open Summer Smash or Summer Slam, Summer Summer Potato, um, yep. GT um, with Necrons. Um, Legend in the Drukari in the Drukari meta, like they did mm. have a bunch of top fours. The the str- like their average first round loss is still a one point five eight. It's very low. Like the average uh, Necron player, seventy um, percent of Necron players lose their lose in the first round. So, so it's, I'll. I'm having done the Thursday show for a couple of weeks. There are tons of Necron players, like oh, yeah. absolute crap fair. There are so many Necrons at every event yeah. that I don't see how their stats can say without them being a literal top codex, their stats are going to tank. I think they're the third most played army. If you don't, if you don't combine Marines into one, um, yeah. they are the third most played. Drukari is still the most played. Um, and then you have Death Guard, and Necrons. Um, there you go. And, and they're so, about 8% of the meta each. And that's what you see. When you see an army that doesn't have a super a supercharged book, but has a has a, a huge diverse player base, you'll see what you'll see right now. You see a spread of a low win percent, a first a low first round loss, but a good T-whip. And so the dedicated players still get the job done. Um, and the guys who've, you know, were very skilled, but the guys yeah. who are just taken there in Dominus box is out and for it's really a spin. An- Okay, yeah. T whip. Given how many players are playing, but like yeah. we're also in a world where there's two codexes that are just vastly superior to everybody else's, um, mm-hmm. and that's that doesn't help. That really doesn't help at no. all. Um, no. All right, what's next? Anyway. Okay, what's next to B? Um, what do we got going on for B? Let's talk about orcs. Orcs have kind of dump uh, dropped down to Ooh. that B tier. Um, exactly the same. I was about to say, exa- somewhat the same issues as Blood Angels, compounded by, again by twice the issues that Admech bring, yeah? Yep, exactly. Um, now, they've had multiple people hit T-Whip, um, and by multiple people, it's basically uh, Richard Kilton, and like one, and there was like one other one, but Richard Kilton, you know, he won a GT recently with them, um, he top-tabled another one, um, 
I would say the best orc player in the in the game right now, uh, arguably, but I, I would say uh, probably the best orc player in the game can still it's gonna, mate. What, what, a, what a Siegler segue. He's going to be on next week to do the orc review with me. Yeah, and uh, he's he's an amazing person. He's just, and like he's the type of player when you play against him, you realize like this guy is just on another level. Um, mm. But anyway, um, one point nine for their um, average first round loss, which is pretty good um but really they're relying on like one guy to get their t-whip um and uh you know a 44 percent win right now um they're start they've they've definitely kind of hit that wall where i believe they're a b-tier army there you go uh not much more to say not much more to say about that next up um let us do tyranids i am just happy to see him not in c yep tyranids uh 46 percent win rate not terrible uh, almost 47 yep. actually yep. um they have had one guy hit t whip in the last few months um so like the potential is there if you get in the right matchups but they like it's an old codex and they they they're hurting man they're hurting real yeah. bad they got and, they got uh, some you stereo, they got much like, on hive guard to do all your work because the demacaron yeah. no longer functions because drukari and adnick just kill it and then mm. everybody's teching for drukari which just kills a Demacaron anyway. Um, it's hard for that list, right? Well, so. that, exactly right. What, so they got in this injection of power from Forge World, and then Liquifies came out and made that power redundant. Because what do you do? You, you're cool. You, you, you're 200 whatever point Demacaron charges and kills a raider. Two units of racks get out, and they just kill the freaking Demacaron. It was tragic. That was mm-hmm. all hell. And that only got worse with with Admech. And now, you know, Laz Cannon Chickens do that job uh, from the other side of the table before you even get close. And let's say you do get close. Things like infiltrators and um, rust stalkers, or you know, corpuscari, or whatever you want to do, they're actually really good at killing those models as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, bad, bad time for the for the tyrannies. But they're not. They got some tea with man. They're not in C tier. I'm just happy to say that. Yep. Um, and then I think uh, next up we'll talk ultramarines. So ultramarines, they did have a good run with John Lennon, Colin Sherman, um, running that ultra meme list. Um, yep. People have picked it up. Not been able to replicate the same success for the most part. Uh, Fred Fortman did a pretty was decent a, job at a couple events with it. It was really a snapshot in time, though. It was yes. really, yeah, a, a list for the the right the right time, the right events, the right yeah. meta. And so, and so they they do have you know two representations of T Whip. Not terrible. Once again, Ultramarines, the like the faction that a lot of people will turn to for Marines. That's going to drop their numbers no matter what, right? Mm. So even though you have these players that have picked them up, even though you have guys like Thomas Bird that are that are really excellent players in love with the faction, mm. can still put yep. up n- numbers no matter what. There's so many people that play Ultramarines that are just like, I want to run my my three Razorbacks. I want to yeah, run yeah, 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 yeah. and yeah. and they they tank it. So they're at a 42 percent win rate, even with you know all this help from all these uh, from all these other players um and they're just they're struggling uh, mm. and it is what it is like seal of oath is still fantastic i oh man and let it, me and pete are not gonna sit here and say you shouldn't take your razorbacks and gill them and have a good time and enjoy yourself yeah. like absolutely not freaking do it like jump Live in your best go life. nuts absolutely but, but if we're talking about from a tiered perspective um like they can, they can, they are better than the other guys in B tier I've talked about already. I will say yeah, that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And like, uh, you know, the redeploy, Seal of Oath, you're going to carry, you're going to carry some games. Invictors have mm-hmm. a hard time into an ad mech meta. Uh, um, ridiculously hard time. Right. Ridiculously. Um, and, because, and even a, re- even a really bad time into sisters, man. 
and into sisters. And so like that really hurts. That's, that's a big struggle. You know, Bellacore coming out that shuts off rerolls also a big deal because like that army functions on rerolls. Um, so like stuff like that is a big hit to that ultramarine list. I still think it's a very competitive list, uh, but I'm going to dump the ultramarines in the B tier because we're, we're trying to talk numbers. And unfortunately for you guys, you got to get good. (laughs) That's what the numbers say. All right. Anybody else in B? Am I forgetting anybody? Uh, Craft World Eldar definitely be still saying still saying out of the uh, of the C tier. It's very still very interesting to me. Of course, that can be the fact that they can be carried by you know in some ways carried by Harlequins or carried by um, Sean Naden. Um, yeah. You know, these but even legitimate- as a mono faction, they're doing like they're not winning anything. They're they're yeah. another one where I would like like they have a forty eight percent win rate mono faction. It's like a forty one. Um, yeah, they're yeah. they're T whip. Um, they do have one guy, but it was mixed. Uh, average first round loss of 1.7. Like mono faction craft world Eldar has a build that I think is functional, but it's not going to win anything. You might be able yeah. to go four and one. For people at home, what is a good um, average first round loss? Um, what what where's so, the good? Where, where's the break points there for good, bad, and ugly? Two is like you have you have a good a middling to good codex in my opinion at two. Yep. So the like. If everything were even, if if the an equivalent amount of people lost their first, second, third, fourth, fifth games, as you would expect, um, like in in terms of the curve for a, for like a, say a five or six round event, um, the average first round loss would be about a two point oh five. That would be that you kind of evened yep. out. If you yep. had an event that had twenty eight players and they were all ultramarines, um, it would be like a two point oh five. Right. Mm. It would just have to be. Um, yeah. So that's and when you look at the stats, usually between about a one point nine. 1.95 and 2.1 like those are factions that people would be would consider good um yeah. once you get below that it gets it starts to get real rough once you break about a 2.2 like there's the the, the functionality is not very like there's it's not that big of a gap 2.3 mm. even i would say if we're gonna be even um anything above a 2.3 like these are armies that are really good um, yeah and then, like right now, we've had two factions recently break three, which hadn't ever happened before. Uh, uh, yeah, for for long periods of time, like Raven Guard hit three for like LVO one year. That was mm. it. But for like an, a set period of time, having Admech break three now currently, and we had Drukari breaking three just before Admech came out, um, like that's unheard of. That's those are yeah, intense absolutely. stats. Like Iron mm. Hands was a uh, got to like two point nine eight or something like that. Wow, so, not even Iron Hands broke it. That's no. crazy. So, like, these are crazy numbers for for those two factions to have. So, of course, when we talk about S tier, that's what there be. Um, but because we have these two that are so much higher, like a lot of guys got have been brought down. Anyway, that yeah. would be. I think that's it for B tier. If yep. I miss one, we'll come back to it. Oh, Imperial Knights is is. Um, I was I about to say, in, surely in the Knights are in A tier. Yeah. So uh, they they have had uh a, they have had a T whip representative unlike Ren- unlike the Chaos Knights uh a fifty percent win rate pretty much on the dot um that's, decent that's, representation that's amazing um main, mainly they're they're running off the back of the Megara um, yeah like a double Megara plus something else is a is a very good list um it does struggle into Admech, especially if they run any Ballastari, you're just pretty much dead. Mm, um, yeah. They won't like Drakari very much either in most matchups, but you know, like if it keeps to everybody else, like they're a really good gatekeeper army. Um, and, and sometimes um, like they won an event uh, probably about a month ago, maybe a month and a half ago. Um, sometimes they'll just like take something and you'll be like, Oh yeah. I, 
like that. <laughs> yep. They'll they'll just pop up, have a good run, go first in the games they need to go first, and just yep. yeah, carry it. Yep. Ooh. Nice. All right. Uh, start off with the A tier. What do we got? Oh, you know what? I should put Iron uh, Hands in B tier. I don't <laughs> want to put them in A tier. Um, I'm inter- I'm interested to know that there aren't more Marines in B tier. The majority of Marines were in the B tier last time. Um, yeah, you know what? Let's let's talk a little bit more about the reason why I'm having a hard time with the other Marines is because like there's not a lot of them, and you could make an argument for A be- only because the S tier is so much better than everybody else. But I'm going to do my best not to do that. So let's throw Iron Hands in B tier. They've got a yep. good win rate, fifty-two percent. Not a lot of people playing them. Yep. Um, average first round loss of two point two, but also zero T whip. They've not had anybody. Okay. Not had anybody. So hit we're that. seeing we're seeing the inverse of the Tau. Tau have got you know all the stats by the T, but they've got some decent T whip, or yeah. they have some T whip. Iron Hands have no T whip, but they still win. Okay, they still go there a lot. Yep. They still go better than most before their first loss. And this is definitely a faction that could end up in the A tier. Um, the recent uh, TTS Invitational that crazy big one that um tactical tortoise ran um yep. iron hands came in second in that nice. um with a very unique list um we also had an event this last weekend chaos storm um where there were two iron hands players that were undefeated going into day two who they did lose their fourth round matchups into drukari and admec where they went dreadnought spam with like a land raider achilles um so like yeah the achilles iron hands definitely are on the cusp so if someone was like, I think they're A tier now, I'd say, okay, we would I, yeah. I want that one result at least, mm. right? Um, because they have the other stats. This is kind of like last time where I talked about them a little bit like that too. But they also just don't have a lot of people playing them. I think White Scars are in the same boat. Uh, White Scars yep. have a 50% win rate. Um, their average first round loss is 2.09. So normally I would say they're Very pretty good. good. Um, yeah. They do have one representative in T-Whip. This is kind of where you're like, also cusp of b to a let's keep them mm-hmm. in b i want to do this a different way i'm going to talk i'm going to explain where my why i put my a tiers where i put them i think i know why as well okay um, well because we generally say a tiers are in a tiers because they have a game into the s tier yes but the two guys the two big dogs in the s tier are really holding a lot so much down yeah. that's what i was really surprised we didn't when you started reading this out we didn't see the vast majority of factions be in the b tier yeah and that's where i'm about to and that's why i'm kind of now just going yeah Let's rattle the rest off. Chaos Demons, once again, 50% win rate. They do mm. have one person that's at T-Whip with a mono-faction uh, demon list. Champion. It is it is possible for them to do it. And they are dead yep. on 50% win rate. Was, um, that, was that the Slanesh Carpet by any chance? Was that like the, the uh, yes, 90 I or 120 Demonettes? Yeah. yeah, it was the Slanesh Carpet. Um, same, it's just, dude, that's the same story as you know the um, the Imperial Knights. Go first in the games you need to go first in, yep. and you just like drown the others. Yeah, because, but there's a lot of matchups where it doesn't matter, it's, right? Yeah. So you just got to also hope to avoid all of them. Uh, so yeah, so Chaos Demons, once again, uh, B tier. In a, in a previous land, uh, and this is why I had to probably re- readjust my thinking, I'm, they would have been A. But not anymore. Yeah, same. Yeah. Um, Death Guard B tier, forty-eight percent win rate. They actually have like a good T whip. Yeah, they have really good T whip. Um, yeah. like they six percent of T whip is Death Guard. Wow. Um, you know what? Let's put those in A. Let's do that. Yeah, that's I was about to say that's, that's an A tier army, man. That's it. Let's two, do it. Two a. things you just said. A tier. Well, no, forty-eight percent <laughs> win rate is real bad. But they have oh, a sorry, lot of yeah, bad yeah, players. Yeah. So we'll say that. Well, they're in the same. They're in the same. Well, this is the difference between they're a good comparison to Necrons, aren't they? They have a yeah. very wide player base of various skill sets or you know beginner journeyman expert levels. Um, but they have the T whips to show that the faction is good enough in the right hands to get where yeah. they need to be. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Sure. So let's put those in A. Uh, Salamanders. Let's keep them in B. Forty-eight percent win rate. Not great. 
Um, yep. I believe they have one guy that's hit. Uh, they've had two people hit T whip. Um, yep. So not terrible. I think there's a build there. Um, I think there's I a build there as well. In fact, I don't know. Uh, it, in behind the behind the iron curtain that is out of order under me and a lot of my mates who I talk Marines with look at salamanders and say, "Hey, there is legitimate meat on the bone there." Yep. Into this meta, um, yep. But yeah, and, and same for the next faction. I'm going to talk about Space Wolves. Basically, yep. the exact same, except they don't have any T whip. 49 yeah. percent win rate. Yeah, I think there's meat on that bone, um, especially because their Vanguard vets didn't get hit because they're called something different. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So something something to think about. Um, and they, they do have some pretty scary builds that still work. Hmm. Is that everybody? Let me just go through my list here. These guys I'm going to say are A for sure. Yeah. I've got a couple um, that I thought might be here, but since you didn't read them out, I don't want to, don't want well, to take to the say judgment. It. Let's talk. Let's just do it. Let's free, free basis. Yeah. So here's the weird. So Harlequins have an, still have an amazing win rate. 55%. Yep. Um, wow. Okay. And their T whip is still greater than their their list percentage, because uh, they have had a few people still get to that T whip with with Harlequins. So I'm going to keep them in A, but they're absolutely like, that yeah. they're like they're they're kind of cusp. They're they're at the bottom of A where before they were at the top. Yeah, the, but those both both those stats are really good. I expected their win rate to stay high, but their T whip to be gone. No, they've definitely had a, a few results. Um, usually their last game, they lose by a lot and that kind of knocks them down to like eighth or ninth place, which is why nobody's mm-hmm. talking about it. Um, but they're doing okay. Um, anybody else you wanted to talk about that I haven't mentioned? Um, that was the first one that jumped into mind. There are, well, sorry, what was the other one I was talking about? Um, so we haven't, you haven't mentioned Templars or Dark Angels and I thought either or both of those could be B tier. So Black Templars is there are so few people playing them and their numbers are so out of whack because of it. I don't okay. even really want to talk about them. They, they have um, like a 2.6% T whip. So they've, they've, it's not, they've yeah, had, it's not bad. they've basically had like, and it's because of one guy essentially. Um, yep. Their average first round loss is 2.2 because of one guy. Yep. yep. Their win rate is 37%. Yikes! <laughs> so yeah, like, that is such a that is such a monstrous gap, though. Wow. Because what I saw when we saw this recently, and a lot of this thirty-seven percent is actually because of like events like um, the Charity Hammer Prep GT, where a bunch of people brought yep. Black Templar. Yep. Black Templar are have so many crazy jank abilities, all based around devout push, really. Um, mm-hmm. That you need to be a very skilled player to do it. And um, what I've seen when people have picked it up. And since Drukari po- uh, uh, basically saw like Jack Harpster and, and a couple others do really well with it, um, people tried to pick it up, but they couldn't emulate it because they couldn't um, get into the scenarios where that devote push was like the perfect that case, is, right? Yeah. Where that was when I needed to do it. Um, so I have a hard time placing them, and I don't really want to because we have so few games with them now. Um, yep. I would probably put them at the top of B tier, but they they do have definite A tier potential. Um, because that devout push is so so busted. No, I'm I'm very happy to put in B. I assumed there'd be B. Um, yeah. I didn't I didn't know their win rate was so bad. I didn't oh, yeah. know because it's I, I thought I thought big. well. So what that means is there's very few people playing it, like extremely few people playing yes. it, and there's a massive, ginormous gap between the abilities of those players. Yes, that you nailed it. Um, like if we go back to Drakari times, um, they were doing they were doing yeah. oh, wrong yeah. thing. Let's go back to Drukari times, uh, like live and in color. If we <laughs> if we include Drukari numbers, um, yeah, they're they're way better. Uh, why is why right. is this not working? Oh, there they are. Yeah, they were almost at a fifty percent win rate. Um, mm. If you include the Drukari numbers, but they they've tanked recently. Um, 
yeah, let's put them in B uh, because it's such a skill gap to, in order to play them well. Yeah, there's one more you haven't mentioned. Mm-hmm. Chaos Space Marines. This is an interesting one for me. Chaos Space Marines, mono faction, I would say, is a B tier faction. Yep. Um, but but mixed, I think I think they definitely have A tier potential. Recently, um, in the post admec world, they have a fifty six percent win rate. Mm-hmm. Um, mixed. It's one of the best in the game right now, and it's over a, a decent amount of games. Like this isn't a small amount we're talking about. Um, people See, like here's here's the difference between I'm going to make a comparison here. There's a very good subset of special rules overlapping auras buffs that Grey Knights and Chaos Space Marines have. The difference is Chaos Space Marines lose nothing to soup, and Grey Knights lose everything to soup. Yeah. Um, and this is the difference between those two factions. This is why CSM is actually quite strong right now as a primary or a secondary faction. Mono, mm-hmm. I, you know, right place, right time, right player, sure. Mark Perry's doing some amazing things you with a freaking Le- Leviathan for some reason. Yeah. Um, but uh, look, I play against Matt Morisoli consistently, and he takes, you know, minimum of like five to a thousand points of CSM and mm-hmm. just crushes it every game. Mm-hmm. And so legit, there is, there is stuff there. There is tools there. Yep, and like Dreadclaws finally actually doing what they're supposed to do. Oh, man. Big lift. Oh. Big uh, lift. Actually going to terrify people. Actually yeah. going to terrify people. Yeah, so I'm going to... Chaos Space Marines, B tier. You mix it up, A tier, um, for sure. And like we've had some mono results, not just from Mark Perry, where people mm. have been like going like mono Emperor's Children and yeah. really... And, and Iron Warriors and doing yep. really, really yep. well. Um, just not quite where they need to be to yeah. to deal with um, the S tier factions. I think I'm going to chuck them at the top of uh, up, uh, in the upper bit of uh, B tier. Yeah, mono CSM. I'm into that. I'm into that. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about some A tiers. Okay. So A tier, bottom of A tier, Adeptus Custodes. Was going to say, I bet you they're still in the A tier, but yeah, just so. just. Um, I think they still have a bunch of things that go well for them, yeah. um, and they have a better game into. The, the S tier than than most, admittedly. Yes, and they've they've shown that um, their win percentage into um, Admech is not as terrible as everybody else's, which is. And they, so... they had they had they had decent win rates against Drakari, didn't they? Yes, they had decent win rate into Drakari. One of the best, yeah. In post Admech world, um, like right now, with all the results we have for a, a post Admech, um, Drakari have a fifty two percent win rate against Admech. So mm-hmm. and. White scars have a 54, but only over like 11 games. So let's yeah. let's ignore that. Um, Custodes, uh, 47%. So like they they have a game um, because you know invulns go a certain way. Telemons mm. are still absolutely mm. brutal. Uh, Telemon is literally like <laughs> I don't want to say it's still linchpin, but it, the the single unkillable Telemon was such a good unit in Drakari. It really carried the day horrifically. Yeah. So custodies still have it. They've got a 52% win rate. So of course, definitely not terrible in a world where mm. you know there's two factions well into the 60s. Um, their average first round loss is um is a respectable 2.05. Um that's and they've they've got um uh T whip that's about the same as their list percentage. Um, but the big thing is like they play well into the two things that are like not well, they play better than everybody else, I would say, into yeah. the best armies in the game right now. Okay, um, and I think it's only going to get better with orcs because I think custodies are a faction that actually I, plays okay into orcs versus everybody else. Man, I hundred percent. If you're not S tier versus orcs, I think custodes is like literally the next best. Maybe death guards up there as well. I actually yeah. don't mind death guard into orcs. Um, Dark angels in A. 
So yeah, so Dark Angels have a lot. Their T-Whip is exactly the same as their win percentage, or their list percentage, which is huge. Uh, and they yeah. have still have decent list percentage. Average first round loss, 1.88. They have a lot of bad players that are kind of carrying them down. It's also why their uh, win rate is uh, is pretty low um, compared to all these other big names. It's at like exactly 50%. Um, well, but yeah, that T-Whip, yep. they've got a lot of... And we had two undefeateds this last weekend um, mm-hmm. with Dark Angels, uh, Aaron Towler and... Um, uh, or in the last two weekends, I believe Aaron Tyler and Charles Andre uh, run yep. two very different lists. So, like Dark Angels, definitely have the stuff, and they're mm. they they they're playing okay into, um, particularly into Admech. Um, if you can if you can have your Terminators, if you're bringing the Terminator block, even um, avoid uh, the bad the bad touch. Yeah, exactly right. Um, interesting to to see them in that mode. I thought. Um, the stuff that might hold them down would be not would be not the Drakari. I think they're actually quite good in Drakari, and they're 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 fine there. But the Admec models, and now what I think is even worse, the Sisters models. The the dual duty the Sisters models can do into the Terminators, I think, is going to hurt them in the long run. Um, but that's just me speculating. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if they're at the bottom of A tier or you know the very best of the B tier um, come three months time. Uh, but once again, I don't mind them into Orcs either. So maybe they're going to stick around. Maybe because Orcs, man, oh man, they're so. I think. The yeah. good orc builds. There's some really bad ones, but I think the good orc builds, they <laughs> well, are, are going to be rough for people. Yeah, I just think of things like uh, Talon Masters. I even think of some of, the, some of their planes are very good into orcs. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, what else about ATR? Um, do we have even any other armies? Harlequins, we kind of we said was ATR. So we already yep. talked about that. Death oh, Guard, ATR, Custodes, and- Dark Angels. And I would put sisters as A tier. I was about A-tier. to say I'm betting sisters are in uh, in A tier now. That is a, uh, a a big drop. They were one of the preeminent um, sisters. And here's the thing: uh, they have so numbers. A- armies. They have yep. the numbers to be an S tier army in any other scenario. This is just like the unfortunate place we are currently in this game. Um, well, Admech just blown blown them out of water, haven't they? Yeah. Oh, Admech yeah. and Drukari, because Drukari still have have only slowed down a little bit because of Admech. But um, like sisters have a fifty six percent win rate. In any other time, like pre Drukari, I would have been like, we need to talk about fixing sisters. Yeah, um, dude. Their T whip is less than their list percentage. They're still about six percent of lists, five percent T whip. They have had three people go undefeated in events. Yep. Um, uh, which is big. Like three tournament wins in a in an Admech slash Drukari world is not terrible. They've got lists. They definitely hang. Um, they're just not quite the the S tier level, um, and they do struggle, yeah. um, except in the right hands into those S tier armies. So yeah, so that would be it. And I mean, Sisters is like on the cusp. Like I said, in any other world, I would have been like, "Ooh, man, what are we going to do about Sisters?" Yeah, um, but here we are. And look, a lot of people got got down about their about their codex not being as powerful as Drukari and as Admech. I mean, I don't believe it is. It's it's not. Um, no, just to, just to be frank, especially post Drukari nerfs, there was a big gap there. And yeah. but their their decks hasn't knocked them out of A tier. Has it? I think yeah. they're easily the top of A tier. They're the only A plus yeah. army as far as I can see. Um, I would yeah, could make for sure. could make a case for Dark Angels. But um, literally, sisters are like A plus. If you and if we wanted to have a tweener. That would be the only one. Oh yeah, we said we were going to throw Death Guard into A tier despite their low win rate because they've been doing really well on the T website. So yeah, exactly right. Yeah. So and Death Guard is interesting because if you look at the um, like the ITC Battle App data, Death Guard has like a sixty percent win rate in the those wow. like casual practice games. Like they're they're crazy. Um, but at a GT level, um, doesn't translate. It doesn't translate as well. Like I said, a forty eight percent win rate. 
Um, and that's I think I think a lot of that has to do with like how you have to play against Death Guard if you if you don't have a direct counter to them. Um, yep. Right, because like you just don't interact with them is the key in in those matchups, and you can win just by like okay, I'm just going to ignore your death shroud and run yep. around. Yep. Yep. Um, but it's hard when you're playing like a casual or a practice game to be like, I'm not supposed to attack that guy. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like, right. Exactly. So that, right. In my mind, like, and this is just, you know, me looking at data, making an hypothesis. I think that's the, the key difference, differentiator mm-hmm. in a GT level. You're like, how am I going to score points? Um, other in other levels, oftentimes you're like, I just want to bang models together real bad. Yeah. Now, if, if I was to make a, an analogy for people of a, a car race, wacky races, in fact, like, um, you think about all the wacky stuff in wacky races. All the cars are different. That's a very good analogy, and all the cars have their own personalities. Very good analogy for all different factions in 40k. Now, let's say that race has started. It's you know halfway through. Um, having barely left the starting line, we have all this, this C tier armies. Yeah, you know they're almost a, they're, they've pretty much been lapped, if not almost double lapped mm-hmm. by some stuff. The B tier stuff are halfway through their first lap. C tier about to finish, about to finish their first lap. Estia has lapped everybody, and that's uh, except sisters. Sisters is the only faction that has finished their first lap, and maybe is like a, a quarter through their next one. Yeah. And Estia is about to lap them again. Um, that is the difference in power levels that I'm seeing in the game right now. Yeah. Does the stats back that up? Because that is my yeah. gut check feel, and I know we try and keep that away, but I'm trying to see if there's a correlation here for the statistics. Oh, yeah. So, like historically. When I started collecting stats, Inari were bad, right? They had a, a, a yeah. mid yep. to high 60% win rate. Um, yep. But as the indexes get got translated to codexes, the last bunch, they dropped. Um, when they finally got their gigantic nerf, they had been sitting in between about a 55 and a 58% win rate, which was still way better than most other armies. Um, and they were definitely still winning like a ton of events, um, or at least a, a very good amount, given how few people were playing them. Um, and then we had Iron Hands, which were brutal. They had that between 60, mm. 60 to seventy percent win rate for like a, yep. like a year, really, after multiple nerfs, um, and you know thirty percent of T whip down to about twenty once they had their first couple of nerfs, but still like going strong. We saw what happened under that LVO, and then you know they got nerfed into the ground, um, and then the Space Marine code, the new Space Marine codex, kind of brought everybody back up a slight amount. Um, what we're seeing now, you know, Drukari at their worst um, had a steady sixty nine percent win rate. 72 in the when you removed the, for the mirror they were over a three they were like a 3.02 for their average first round loss they made up over 30 percent of t whip um mm. and uh you know we're slowly climbing up list percentage they started at about like a three or four yeah. percent yeah. by the end of it like they were averaging eight to ten every event because people just knew like if i want to win mm. the best way the easiest route is to play drukari yeah we forgot a faction by the way in a tier um I'll get to it after. Um, but right now, um, like Drukari and Admech, Drukari sitting at a 63.3% win rate. Yikes, still that high. I mean, well, Even the, after highest a nerf, was, the highest was 68, was it? I it think. was 69, so 70, 69. Uh, 72 with the nice. mirror. Um, yep. Right now, they're sitting at 63.38, about a 66 when you remove the mirror. Uh, like a 65.8 um so still way better that was so when just to put in perspective all those people who said oh the metal will adjust the metal will adjust the all the meta adjustments and even the inclusion of admech which is a better dex in my mind and hopefully the such about to back me up has only cost them three to four percent of their win rate it did cost them in terms of like t-whip and everything else right so they are yeah they are now 
Um, in a post admec world, sorry, I let me just remove. I clicked on some extra dates here. Let's go back to just admec. In a post admec world, there's still 21% of TWIP. Yikes. And they're and they're still almost 10% of the meta. Like that's yeah, that's where we're at. An average first round loss, they like I said, they briefly broke three. They're still at a mm. 2.78. And I said anything above a 2.3 generally was a bad news. So that so 2.78, put that into perspective. That means like over 50% of everybody who brings Admec, so everybody who brings Drakari, makes it out of day one without a loss, yeah? Not quite, it'd be about 40%. About yeah. 40% of players. That's good. That's some damn good odds right there. Yeah. That's some damn good odds. Yeah. Wow. So it's it's crazy. So you like so that's where we're still at with Drukari. Um, like those are all numbers that you would say this army needs to be looked at. Um, the crazy thing being, like, there's a faction that's performing better than them currently in the meta. Yeah. Um, with those numbers. So um Admech, since their book has been legal, and the difference between Admech and Drukari, Drukari started high and then they yeah. slowly dropped a couple percentage points and then settled for a while. Admech started low. They were, and mm. by low, I mean they, well, they started at like a fifty-eight percent rate, so not that's low. Because, but, and that's because I believe it's an unwieldy book. It takes some brain power to wield, and people just didn't have the damn models needed yeah, to play this stuff. Because yeah. the first week they won an event, um, which is usually yeah, a good sign yeah. your book's good. Um, yeah. But like as time has gone by, their list percentage has gone up. Like everyone's mm-hmm. does when it's when a book's good, but their win rate has also kept increasing. So their current average win rate. Um, since they've been released, is a 67.2. Um, wow. It's mm. just shy of 70% um, um, when you remove the mirror. Um, so, in saying this, just to encapsulate that, usually what we've talked about, we've talked about Necrons, we've talked about Ultramarines, and the fact that a diverse player base keeps their win rate down. And keeps And, and you see things, um, the inverse of that, things like um, Black Templars, like you know Chaos Space Marines, things, people have diverse or small player bases, but have experts playing them still get T-Whip despite having low win rates. Mm-hmm. Um, now, what AdMech is, is showing that anybody, despite a player skill, bringing the right stuff, gets the result. That's where you know there's a problem. Yeah. So, like, just some of the other numbers we have here. So, yeah, like, 67, that is with a faction with a 63. That's with, you know, factions in I, the mid to high 50s for win rates. So, my still brain... Struggles to comprehend how these two armies with those numbers can coexist at the same time. Yeah. Um, average first round loss 3.03. Um wow. just to break it, just to break down these the, these first rounds so you get to see, like get a perspective. Um, since Admech have come out, uh 25 people have gone undefeated at events. Mm-hmm. Eleven of them have been Admech players. Wow. Um, there are almost as many Admech players that have gone undefeated at, at an event. Um, as ha- as have lost their first they, their first round match. So you are so you have wait, almost so the same. So odds. you're more likely, or or you less, almost, or just less likely. <laughs> you're ju- you're you're only slightly less likely to go undefeated as you are to lose your first game. Okay, that's absurd. Like eighteen pe- eighteen yeah yeah it's it's crazy and I mean like we're gonna get more numbers things are going to pr- hopefully level a little bit but we have enough like there's enough here where you can say like this is not going to level enough for this to be a problem especially considering week to week they've actually been going up and my i'm just really i think this week will hopefully be a, a slowdown week because uh, you know as we're recording this uh lone star open hasn't happened yet but there yeah. aren't very many admic players at lone star there is there are a couple yeah. of really good admic players there but it's not like the um 
the it's condensed. Not, it's, not, it's not the AdMech echo chamber I expected. No, it's not the condensed yeah. uh, like uh, player quality that we've seen at a couple other events recently, like um, at um, Show Me Showdown, which has basically caused um, those guys to say we're just going to fac admec ourselves unless there's unless there's a change because they, yeah, because they were they they dominated that event so hard and that's when you know that it's, OT, it's over the top it's over the top yeah. what was that atf action you missed oh death watch Jay, oh, tell us a story that's music in my ears death watch are two percent of lists but they make up almost six percent of t-whip now um they've had like six players um six or seven players uh, that have hit t-whip They've had a a number of guys almost get it too. Like their their fourth Us. round loss um, yep. is quite high compared comparatively. Two point four eight average first loss, a win rate of fifty six point three eight. They don't have a lot of players, so like it's quite possible this will start to dip as more people try to figure it out. Um, but I'm putting them in a tier for a number of reasons. Death Watch get better the more Xenos factions are good. Exactly um, right. Drukari are good. There's a Death Watch list. We saw John Lennon play it. We've seen Fred Fortman play it, um, and a couple others now. Um, this basically very similar to that Ultramarine list, except you drop Invictors and take more but troops. Better. Yeah, right. Because it troops has it has legitimate slinging obsec abilities, and yeah, a bunch yeah. of extra jank. Because you have your your obsec bikers, your Vanguard vets yep. are now obsec yep. as well without having to do any and tricks. It's, it's only slightly less killy. It only lo- really loses the uh, the seal of oath in the in the damage dealing output. No, because you have tome of ectoclades, which is arguably better. Oh, of course, of so course, you of lose course, the you yeah. lose the redeploy. So you you lose yeah. your your, your like first uh, right. first round wipeout, which is what ultramarines were extremely good at. Right, death watch. If your opponent's cagey enough, um, you probably don't table them turn one. Whereas ultramarines, <laughs> yeah. Um, but with the thing about Death Watch is like they're so fast moving. They've got the obsec. Mm-hmm. They're really good into Drakari if you know what you're doing because you're getting all those extra rerolls and bonuses. Orcs are coming, um, and I think they're going to do just fine into them because uh, a big thing's going to be being able to same reasons. Yeah, and yeah, rerolling wounds is a big against them, and you got it in spades with Death Watch. But yeah, so I'm putting them in A tier. They have all the stats to hold up. Um, hopefully a bunch of bandwagoners don't dr- jump on and ruin my day because I love it when Deathwatch do well. Um, yeah. But yeah, so that was my other A Awesome, man. Well, on that note, we'll recap the whole list. So as it stood, I'm going to recap the one uh, where we started. This is the old one, the one where we left off last uh, three months ago. In that C tier, we had Tau, Grey Knights, Guard, Imperial Fists, Ultras, T-Suns, Chaos Space Marines, and GSC. In this round's C tier, we have GSC, starting as the worst. Raven Guard, Grey Knights, Imperial Fists, Blood Angels, T-Suns, Guard, and Chaos Knights. The new additions there being Raven Guard, um, Blood Angels, and Chaos Knights, I believe? Yes. Yep. Uh, whereas Ultramarines left, as did uh, Chaos, as did Chaos Space Marines. So interesting intrigues there. The B tier from last time: uh, Blood Angels, Raven Guard, Death Watch, Space Wolves, White Scars, Salamanders, Craftwood Elder, Tyranids, Renegade Knights, and Imperial Knights. The B tier for this round: Tau making the big jump up from C tier. Necrons jumping down from A tier, as did Orcs, I believe. Or was Orcs in? Uh, yeah. Did I read off Orcs in B tier then? No, Orcs, um, Orcs drop down from A to B, which you know yes. we'll see how they do. About to get a Codex. Tyrion would remain the same. Ultramarines jump up from C tier. Craftwood Elder stays the same. Imperial Knights stay the same. Um, Iron Hands, White Scars, and Salamanders and Space will stay the same. Chaos Space Marines jump up. Black Templars come down, and Demons come down also. 
Off to our A tier, we have Orcs, Death Guard, Necrons, Chaos Demons, Black Templars, Iron Hands, Admech, Custodes, and Harlequins. This was, you know, quite a stacked um, subset as we were last time. And now we see uh, Custodes, Death Guard, Harlequins, Dark Angels, Death Watch, and Sisters. So quite a big shake up there. Um, I think only Custodes, Death Watch, and Harlequins have stayed strong there. I think um, that is Dark Angels dropping down, Admech coming out uh, as from last time, and Black Templars dropping off as well as the Chaos Demons. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, only only the Harle- so only the Harleys, uh, yeah, Death Guard and Custodes are sticking strong there. The rest are new additions. Uh, S tier as of last time was uh, Sisters Drakari Dark Angels, as it is now uh, Drakari and Admech sitting well and truly uh, predominant at the top of the pile. No arguments there. Uh, mate, that's going to that's gonna wrap us up for this uh, retelling and this uh, adjustments to our live ladder. Hopefully you guys have found that informative as to the state of the meta, the state of the game right now. Anything you'd like to mention, an anecdote you'd like to chuck on top of that um, or to surmise it? Um, listen, this is what I'm going to say. The game... Uh, the game sit down, everybody sit down. Be ready. The game kind of sucks right now um, for, for a particular portion of it. Um, but it doesn't have to. It's still fun for the most part. You just have to... It's like, I was really bummed for probably two weeks about this whole Admech and Drakari thing. Um, and then I just realized it's fine. It, it will get better. It yeah. will come to pass. We're at a point now where like everybody knows. Everybody knows where we're at, and I, I have to believe in my heart of hearts that we will see change for the better. Mm-hmm. We have an orc codex coming out that I have seen, and it is beautiful. It's very strong, possibly mm-hmm. too strong, um, but like it's fun. It is fun codex, and so yeah. I'm really hopeful. Um, and then we've got Grey Knights and Thousand Suns coming out, which I hear are just super peachy fine. If we can get over this bump, I think. We're in a really good spot. We just got to get through it. Just struggle through this bump. Mate, so my my anecdote to wrap this up, usually when we see something standing preeminent at the top of the mountain, it's usually one list in one build. Usually, yes. you know, it's something like a Castellan. It's like a Triple, triple Caladius or a Double Speed Unari. Yeah. It's not an entire faction, which mm-hmm. is essentially what we have, but doubled. So this is a really unique time, and I think this is why it's getting people down. It's because... You, you used to look at a at a, a predominant guard list and look to see if it had the Castellan, and then you knew what you were in for. Yeah, you just see Admech, you just see Drakari. It doesn't matter what they are. You're in for a, you could be in for a bad time. Most likely in for a bad time, and most likely copping an L, fat L. Uh, yep. if you go second um and i think that's what's bothering people is the fact that it's not just a list that they can meta for you can't meta um if these if either of these factions had a single predominant list technically there is options to meta for both mm-hmm. but the fact that there's two predominant entire factions i think yeah, that's right. what's uh, leaving people a bit weighed down about i think that, knowing, not knowing the path forward i think there's also and i think this is the biggest one and this is what what bummed me out but why i'm trying to get better especially in the last like 48 hours or so um, <laughs> is um, so like eighth edition. was cool. It was pretty, yeah, good. They, it was pretty good. Like It was a turnaround, right. Compared to what seventh, the mess of fifth, sixth and seventh end of fifth, yeah. sixth and seventh. Yeah. Um, ninth edition. There was a lot of hope, right. Mm. Um, it looked really good for competitive 40 K. We got an awesome GT pack. We got missions yep. with cool secondaries. Yep. Sure, there was look like it was very obvious at first. Yeah, there's a few things that need to be fixed here. Nothing's ever going to be perfect on the first go. Mm. Um, but so there was a lot of hope, and we got codexes that felt, you know, there was some some whining and complaining. But I mean, for the most part, 
those first three, four, five codexes felt fine. Like they, they felt like they played yep. into each other well. Yep. Um, and then we got Dark Angels, and Dark Angels was like, oh, I think there's a little too much free stuff here. But then in mm. reality, like it didn't play that poorly. Like they were definitely probably a little bit better than most of the other armies, but not awkwardly so. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, I've, I played, I've played somewhere in the region of 30 to 40 Dark Angels games, and the amount of times I've tabled my opponent, less than five. Yeah. Like, oh, you don't. You you win, but you don't crush people. Like yeah. you you don't crush their souls and their spirits, and that's the difference, I think. Yeah, and so then, so like the hope is the problem. They gave us hope, and then they took it away with with like two books in a row. If it had just been Drakari, yeah. I think people would have gotten over it. They would have been like, okay, yeah. this was a flash. But Admech yeah. and now getting Book of Fire, like I feel it. I feel it real bad. Mm-hmm. But it will come to pass. This is it. Like, I cannot imagine a world, and I know some people are going to say, like, I definitely can, but in my mind, I cannot imagine a world where this doesn't get fixed uh, sometime in the next month. Or, yeah. like, yeah. In it's all, in all honesty, it has to. It has to, man. Yeah. Uh, all right. Okay. On, that note, on that note of uh, some, somewhat doom and gloom, uh, no, this no, is always going to be This is it's, hope. It's, uh, this is fine. hope, guys. Bring your hope, hope back. Yeah. Bring your hope this, back. It'll be We've, if we can make it through at the end of 7th edition, we can make it through this. Orcs are going to be so much fun, guys. The only thing is, if you're a TO and you're well, listening to this, ban WOG. Not the rule, but people yelling it. Just tell them. No, no. Tell them they get a red. Yeah, take Immediate red card if I, I have, hear WOG. I have missed that. I've missed the crescendo of their passion from you're across the, worst, the hall. You're the worst person. You're the worst. You are. You are the worst. <laughs> 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 it's the greatest. I wish every army. No, I don't actually. I take that back. How did you I don't wish show? every army. How did you get a show? I don't understand. <laughs> huh? I just started and people started listening. I don't know how I got here. Don't ask me to explain it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, on that note, we will check out for this one. We'll go over call part two. Part two, we're going to answer a swathe of your questions. We're going to talk about some stats. We're going to talk about some deep, intriguing things that have been uh, come to mind for myself and Pete. We're going to talk about the future, where we think orcs are going to settle, what they're going to shake up, what they're going to change. I love and it. Uh, yeah, next week we're hitting you guys hard with our All Codex review. So uh, apologies, I couldn't get it out this weekend. Our, my lovely, amazing editor Seamus is going on holiday. Need to push this one out. And uh, I didn't want to review that deck before I got it into my, my hot little hands. Um, all right, my man, Pete, Charity Hammer, coming up in two weeks. Charity Hammer. Next? Charity Hammer, where can people get involved? How can people find it? You can go to BiffPod. Uh, there's going to be a Charity Hammer website that I forget the name of. I'm really bad at, at pushing this because I put all my energy at the beginning. Um, it's going to be advertised everywhere. I'm going to keep advertising everything I'm on. Just just search Charity Hammer, dudes. It's going to be uh, on twitch.tv slash biffpod for sure. Um, legit, charityhammer.com. Just charityhammer.com. You'll find it. Uh, biffpod. Uh, sorry, twitch.tv slash canhammer is going to run it too. Like, There's a bunch of places. Anyway. And the Art of War Twitch will be running it as well. You'll have yeah. rolling coverage for literally pretty much 72 hours straight. They're going to be one of the biggest Shark Tank GT, some of the best players in the world playing in a GT that's running from day two to day th- day four. Or is, it, or is it from... Yeah, there's a GT running throughout the middle of the entire event with some of the best players in attendance. John Lennon's there. Nanavati's there. Um, absolute freaking Shark Tank. Rich Kilton's going to be there. Uh, Thomas Bird is a huge... Uh, literally like the cream of the United the states plus cherry picked guys from canada are going to be there and they're going to be crushing to see who gets to take home the mantle this year i'm starting to fall in love with the different logos they do every year this year's one is a ridge runner with colin and lennon hanging off the, out of the out of the passenger seats and then yeah. alex mcdougall holding, McDougal, holding up to the top yeah. although I no one would know love... it's alex mcdougall no one would know it's hard yeah hard to draw that man hard to draw I that freaking... man he's an enigma 
<laughs> I don't know if anyone's actually seen his face. It's like looking at a Harlequin. There's always some kind of mask there. Well, I, I hung out with him. I hung out with him. Um, at, you did hang out with him at Charity Ham as well. I couldn't describe him to you though. Like it's no, just like you forget. Like, yeah. He. It's it's like that old Mad TV skit. He looked like a yeah. man. That's all you got. Yeah, it just looks like a dude. It's just some guy. But yeah, I love the logo things. I think they do them every year. It's freaking amazing. Anyway, we're going to close this one out. We're going to go over part two, and we're going to record that right now. Please jump over to theartable40k.com. Support us wherever you see fit. Give us a like. Give us a sub. Tell us you love us. Tell us you hate us. All feedback is taken on board. Um, and yeah, jump over to Patreon if you'd like to support me there as well. Good night. Take care. And uh, yeah, hopefully you enjoyed Las Vegas. Uh, sorry, not Las Vegas. <laughs> Low Star Open coverage. Me and Pete will be doing that. Uh, we will have done that already by the time oh man you're getting such a perkier version of us now if we yeah. record, jesus if we Sweet recorded jesus. this tomorrow we'd be dead yeah dead actually dead i'd be L- two corpses just little legit legit all the dead listening to us decompose all right mate good night and i'll uh, we'll see you in part two dude Peace. thank you for listening to art of war down under a content review podcast for Warhammer 40K. Hosted by Adam Camilleri. Produced by Seamus Ronan. Enjoyed the show? Want your lists reviewed and the content you heard put into practice? Sign up to our Patreon and connect with us online or on Facebook. Just search for Art of War Down Under. Signing out from tomorrow. Tomorrow.